0: I Can't Believe It. This is our 100th episode. In today's episode, we're going to take a little bit of a step back through time and see where we've come and where we're going. So buckle in, here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, Good evening. are you Aspect Legal. Now, today is somewhat of a celebration. We are 99 episodes down prior to today, so this marks today as our 100th episode. So, we're a little bit excited. <sighs> to start this episode by saying a massive thank you to our listening audience. We've been getting such incredible feedback. I have so many people all the time now who come up to me who I've never met before and tell me that they're listeners to the podcast and they love it and they listen to every episode. So look, thanks to you, our listeners, we're getting traction and we're making some waves in the MA space. So in today's episode, I really just wanted to have a short, punchy episode where we quickly reflect on our top 10 most popular and downloaded episodes. I also want to talk about some of the themes we've seen and I want to pave the way for where we're headed in the next 100. So, look, thanks for being here today and um, for listening to all of our episodes so far. Hopefully you find something useful in today's episode and maybe there might be something you have realised you've missed out on and need to go back and listen to. So let's start with our 10th most popular episode... And that was episode 57, which was all about the leasing timeline and consideration in business sales. Now, issues relating to property leases are a common reason for delays in M&A transactions. So in this episode 57, we were talking all about how parties in a business sale can avoid leasing issues and ultimately save more time, money and energy in the process. Now, we will definitely Come back to leasing. We had a lot of comments in relation to this episode, and in this episode, we tried to keep it really basic. So, if you're interested in the basics of leasing timelines and considerations, go back to episode 57. But if you want something more detailed about property considerations and some of the more interesting, nuanced issues in this area, then stay tuned for future episodes because we're going to dig into this area in more detail. Number nine in our ninth most popular episode was episode 60, where we were looking at five steps in preparing a business for sale and getting more out of it with Stuart Goodfellow. In that episode, we talked to Stuart Goodfellow's small business Big Exit, who walked us through a simple five-step process to preparing a business for sale and getting more money out of it. And I think absolutely that's something that anyone who is staring down the barrel of a future sale really needs to get their heads wrapped around. Now, the eighth most listened to and popular uh, episode was episode 56, How Emotions Can Impact the Business Sale Process with Peter Diaz. We reached out to Peter Diaz, who is a workplace psychology and mental health expert, because this is something that we have seen play out many times in transactions that we've been involved in or that we've been brought into late in a transaction because issues have already arisen. I think emotions are one of these things in a sale process that many advisors perhaps really just don't properly understand how consequential they can be. So in this episode, we really wanted to shine a light, I guess, on the emotions and the impact of emotions on the business sale process. So in episode 56, we explored these wide range of emotions that can be associated. And we looked at tips in us as advisors or indeed for our clients themselves in successfully navigating this journey, which is quite often quite emotional. Now, our seventh most popular episode was all about legal due diligence in small and large transactions with Elizabeth Lee. So this was back in episode 61 and 62. So this two-part series got a lot of attention. People were really interested in due diligence. So in this episode, we really went through high-level areas of due diligence, the sorts of things that we as solicitors are looking at during the legal due diligence in an acquisition of a business, particularly in the context of lower or small risk transactions. In one of the episodes, I believe 61, and then larger value or higher risk transactions, uh, in the other episode. Now, due diligence is such an important area to have your mind around. I think not just for acquirers, obviously, but also for their advisors and also for sellers because sellers are sitting in the situation of effectively having to lift the hood on their business. So it's super important that everyone who is involved in the process really understands what is required by due diligence and what is a fair and reasonable amount of due diligence because sometimes we see disproportionate approaches to due diligence and it's really important to understand how to deal with that as well. Now, due diligence is definitely something that we'll be coming back to in future episodes and I would absolutely love it if you would hit me up by sending me an email to joanna at com au, and just let me know whether you have any particular interest in hearing more about due diligence or what is it that you would like to hear more about or indeed any of these other subjects that I'm talking about now because we want the next 100 episodes really to be focused on where your interest is. Now, our sixth most popular podcast was all about how not to join the M&A failure club. So we really drilled into the common mistakes and how to avoid them with Toby Tester. So that was episodes 30 and 31, if you missed that two-part series, I highly recommend you going back and listening to that episode because it's really interesting and it's fair to say one of the themes that has come out over these 100 episodes, and indeed in many of the discussions that I've had with people involved in M&A activity over time, is that many acquisitions are just not as successful as they could be. Now, whether or not we're talking about a small acquisition, whether it's someone who is buying a business for the first time to run it or buying a business as part of a growth strategy to bolt on to many other businesses, for both of these types of business acquisition strategies, you really need to absolutely have your mind on what the difference is between a successful and a non-successful M&A strategy. So in this episode where we talked all about how not to join the M&A Failure Club, we really shone the light on this area. And there were some great tips that came in from Toby Tester in this episode. And I think it was just a really important concept to reflect Back on. So if you want to hear more about that, head over to episodes 30 and 31 our fifth most popular episode was back on due diligence again. So it was episode 63 where we were looking at financial due diligence, an overview of the basics of financial due diligence with Luke Malone from Prosperity Advisors. So in that episode, we really looked at some of the terminology in the space and many of the issues that should be considered on both the buy side and sell side. We looked at timelines in financial due diligence, we looked at working out the right level of due diligence, and we looked at some really interesting stories about skeletons that can be found in the cupboard. Now, our fourth most popular episode was all about using put and call options in M&A transactions. And that was episode 55 where we discussed all about the concept of put and call options, how they can work in this area of sales and acquisitions and, you know, some options that might be available, some options available for using options. <laughs> so if you're interested in looking at different ways of perhaps cutting a deal, you might want to go back to episode 55 and have a listen in to us talk about using put and call options in M&A transactions. Now we're up to our third most popular episode, and that was episodes 28 and 29, where we looked at moving from startup to $60 in business valuation. We talked to Greg Savage all about fast growth, acquisitions, IPOs, and management buyouts. So it was a really great two-part series, and Greg really talked as one of... I guess, the most influential people in the Australian recruitment industry. And he gave us a wealth of experience in understand building businesses, as well as the role of M&A activity in a growth phase of a business that went ultimately from startup to a $60 million company. And in the second most popular episode out of all of our Deal Room episodes was one of our very, very first episodes, which was episode two and episode three, where we talked about important lessons from recent cases. So we did a review of what had been hitting the courts. We looked at the general themes of misleading and deceptive conduct in business sale. We understood what can go wrong in this area. And we really looked at insights into the ways that we can all protect ourselves, whether or not you're businesses who are buying for growth, or you're a business that's looking to sell, or whether you're just an advisor in this area. We looked at the many traps in the sales and acquisitions environment and what you need to do to protect yourself most in this space. And that's it. We're now up to number one. I I can hear you just holding on here. What on earth was the most popular episode in those last 100 episodes? And that was, would you believe it, financial modelling. Now, I am not at all surprised because I was absolutely riveted by this episode when I recorded it with Michael Hutchins. I thought financial modelling, whilst on the outside might not sound sexy and interesting, is actually a really pivotal concept for anyone who is involved in this industry, and particularly anyone who is interested in, as Toby Tester put it back in episodes 30 and 31, not joining their. M&A Failure Club. So in episode seven and eight, Michael Hutchins and I talked about financial modeling and how you can use financial modeling in sales and acquisitions transactions. Well, that's it. That's an overview of the top 10 most popular episodes. Out of those, we certainly got a bit of an idea of what you guys like to listen to and we'll be absolutely focusing on those coming into the future. But for the next 100 episodes, we really want your feedback. We want to know what you want to hear about. What is it that you would love us to talk about? I know certainly many people I speak to absolutely love the stories of business owners that have bought and sold and we'll absolutely be providing you with more of those. We've got actually some amazing guests lined up for the future, but we are really open to uh, any guests with great stories. So if you know anyone who has got a really interesting story involved in uh, mergers and acquisitions, then we would Absolutely love it if you would get in contact with us. Just head over to our website at aspectlegal.com.au, head to our contact page and use that page to send us a note with your ideas about who we can feature next on the Deal Room podcast. Before we leave this 100th episode, I just want to reflect on some of the themes that we have really seen over time in talking with our guests, and not just our guests, but also dealing with our clients in the decades that we have been working in this space. And look, I think one of the things that I'd really love to say is, you know, the reason that I run this podcast is because I absolutely love this area. So many people I speak to are really driven to improve the processes in this area. And I think that's one of the areas that we will absolutely be focusing on in the future the ways that together we can work to revolutionise the industry and find better ways of taking our clients through this process of mergers and acquisitions. But the themes that have popped up over time, the first theme may surprise you and it's the aspect of emotions. Sounds like a bit of a soft theme perhaps, but this is something that has come up again and again, not just in podcasts that we've recorded over the last hundred episodes, but in my discussion with many people in the industry and with my observance of what happens to parties on both sides of the transaction, whether they're on the buy or sell side. So that's something to bear in mind, I think, about how a business sale can be essentially a really emotional time for the seller and potentially the buyer and how that can impact the sale process and the impact also of emotions post-completion and how that may impact the deal, particularly where the parties are connected by way of some sort of ongoing arrangement or some sort of earn out. The second theme that I've absolutely seen again and again is the importance of getting your advisors set up and involved in planning the sale really early. And of course, this is a message out there to uh, advisors who work with businesses who are preparing for sale or those businesses themselves. This is a theme that comes up again and again and again, and we just can't reiterate it enough. So we'll be back talking about some other ways to ready businesses for sale and some innovative approaches in some of our future episodes. The third theme that I've seen uh, repeat again and again is the importance of having advisors that know what they're doing and that have had experience in the M&A space. Now, of course, that sounds a little bit (laughs) self-serving because that's who we are and that's what we do. But it's the reality and the reality of so many discussions that I have is the issues that are caused by dealing with advisors who just don't understand this industry in enough detail. And the last theme that I want to talk about today is the importance of structuring a sale in the most tax effective way, both on the buy side and the sell side. Uh, I still see so many instances of misinformation out in the market in this area. It's something that we'll be talking about more in the next 100 episodes, but For anyone working in this space, I think it's really important to understand that structuring sale in the most tax effective way is something that has an incredible impact on our clients at the end of the day. And it's something that all of us, no matter where we're sitting, need to be very mindful of. And that's it for this 100th episode. We've got a lot in store for the next 100 episodes. As I said before, we really want to drive these episodes based on what you, the listener, want to hear. But we'll also be focusing on common mistakes we see from a legal perspective being made again and again in this area. We're going to come back to some more recent case law that we've seen evolve because it's really interesting to watch what's happening in the courts. We're going to talk more in the future about acquisition as a growth strategy for businesses because this applies not just to the buyers who are involved uh, in acquisition for growth, but also to sellers in gearing themselves up to be attractive for that kind of buyer. And also, we will be focusing on lots of stories of people who have had really successful exits, really successful acquisitions or the reverse, some, uh, <laughs> some, some really bad results because sometimes they can really point some interesting light on the sorts of things to avoid for all of us into the future. So that's it. I just wanted to finish off by saying thank you again. I know I started off by saying thank you, but I just want to round off by saying thank you to our listening audience. You're the ones who keep us doing this and all of the feedback that you continue to provide is really useful in terms of us really working out how we produce information that's useful and relevant in the market. Thank you for being here for the last 100. We really hope to see you for the next 100 and into the future. This is Joanna Oki and the Deal Room Podcast. Make sure you head to your favourite podcast player and hit subscribe if you're not already a subscriber and see you for number 101 next week. You've been listening to Joanna Oki and the Deal Room Podcast. Of course, proudly brought to you by our commercial legal practice, Aspect Legal.